You're listening to the Murder Speaks Podcast, the show that spills the tea about true crime. Here's your host, Wendy Hinbest. Hey, welcome back to Murder Speaks. I hope everyone's having a great week. So today's real crime story is about 15-year-old Katie Hamlin of Cherokee County, Georgia. July 2nd, 2002, two men were walking in the woods and found a nude body of a young woman. It looked like the body had been burned. So they called 911. It appeared the young woman died just before she was found. The police thought the woman was between 18 to 25 years of age and the police determined she was burned there because the grass was burned around her. According to the medical examiner, the official cause of death was undetermined. The police had to identify the body. Donna didn't know where her daughter was. She heard the body found in the woods was of a woman between 18 and 25 years old, but her daughter was only 15. The police went to the Hamlin house to look at pictures to see if Katie was the victim. They also collected some of her things, like a hairbrush. The dental records confirmed it was Katie Hamlin. 20-year-old Roberto Roca became a suspect. They went to the same school and had some kind of relationship. Katie had his phone number in her cell phone. Roberto went to the police voluntarily to be questioned. He was out of the country at the time of the murder. He was in Brazil, so he wasn't worried. Police questioned Roberto and accused him of killing Katie. Even though he kept denying it, the police were convinced Roberto killed Katie. Eventually, Roberto just told police what they wanted to hear so he can go home. Roberto had a low IQ and a mind of a 12-year-old. He wasn't able to provide basic details of the case. It was like he was making stuff up. Apparently, the police were feeding Roberto information and he was agreeing with it so he can go home. He ended up being arrested and charged with Katie's murder. Roberto's father provided all kinds of documentation to prove Roberto was out of the country at the time of Katie's death. Roberto's confession tape was reviewed and there were so many inconsistencies. After 15 months, all charges against Roberto Roca were dropped. The last time Katie's mother saw her was when she got home from work and she made dinner. Katie went out after dinner, just before 7 p.m. She called a friend to pick her up and they went to the house of Garris Beckland. Katie ended up waiting at his house, but he never showed up. So his mother drove her home around 11.30 p.m. Apparently, the mother watched her go into the house, and around 11.30, Katie's mother heard Katie come home. But the next morning, Katie wasn't there. The police wondered if Garris went to see Katie that night. They speak to him, and he tells them he was with his girlfriend at her house, and she confirmed that. Phone records confirm Katie called Garris, but he never called her back. Katie had an ex-boyfriend who had a new girlfriend who didn't like her. There was friction between the new girlfriend and Katie. And the new girlfriend had said she wanted to see Katie burn, which raised red flags. Detectives questioned the couple. And they tell detectives that they were in South Georgia 
at the girlfriend's aunt and uncle's farm. The couple hired an attorney and wouldn't answer any more questions. According to Katie's phone records, she received a phone call at 3 a.m. and it was a 12-minute phone call. It was from Jamerson Mangrum. After that phone call, Katie didn't talk to anybody else. So detectives talked to Jamerson. He tells police that he talked to her three or four days ago, but they know he's lying because of Katie's phone records. The police get Jamerson's phone records and discover that Jamerson and Garris had exchanged calls between 2 and 3 a.m. Hey, don't forget to check out crystalkiss.com for my murder merch. Cool designs for all of you true crime addicts. If you live in the U.S. and buy three or more items, you'll get free shipping. Use discount code MURDER15, that's MURDER15, and save 15% on your entire order. Check out my YouTube channel, Murder Speaks. The link is in the show notes. After being confronted with that information, Jamerson changed his story. He tells police that Katie told him she was going to a party and he wasn't invited. He tells police that he received a call from Garris that Katie overdosed on drugs. The police speak to Garris. When they asked Garris about Jamerson, he appeared confused and said he didn't know Jamerson. The police confront him about the phone records. He then tells police that somebody called his house, but he didn't know who it was. It was an unknown number. So we called the number back to find out who it was. He tells police that Jamerson said it was Katie, but she's gone now. So police tell Garris what Jamerson said. He tells police he doesn't know Jamerson. He answered the phone and you said, Katie O'Neill, what do I do? You called him and told him something happened to Katie. No, I didn't. I called him and asked him who the f he was. He was going to my house at 2 in the morning. The police don't know who's lying. So the police have them walk by each other to see if they know each other. And it was obvious they didn't. They knew that Jamerson was the one lying. When Jamerson called Garris, he admitted that Katie was at his house. The police speak to 17-year-old Jamerson again. He was the prime suspect. He admitted to picking Katie up and bringing her to his house. And they had sex in his room. The police believed he killed Katie but couldn't arrest him because according to the medical examiner, Katie's death was undetermined. The police sent Katie's autopsy report to the chief medical examiner in Wayne County, Michigan. He was certain that the internal bruising and other injuries Katie had suffered was caused by compressional asphyxia. Pressure was put on Katie's back so she couldn't breathe. She would have been gasping for air. The medical examiner agreed and the cause of death was amended to homicide. Police gathered enough evidence to charge Jamerson. Jamerson told an inmate that he had sex with a girl and she died so he dumped the body. He told a second inmate that when she died, he put her in his truck and that he burned her body in several places to hide the evidence. A neighbor near Jamerson's house called and reported they saw a vehicle speeding down the road between 2.30 a.m. and 3 a.m. The police speak to the neighbor, a couple. They say they saw Jamerson's truck leaving his house and go through the stop sign and speed down the road. Less than an hour later, a small fire was spotted at the location where Katie's body was found. 
Jamerson was charged with murder. December 2005, Jamerson went on trial for her murder. He pleaded not guilty. He was found guilty of first-degree murder and rape, and he was given life plus 80 years. Katie's mother had something to say to Jamerson. You killed her and dumped her like she was yesterday's trash. You may have burned her body, but you didn't burn her soul. Katie's father was convinced that Jamerson was innocent. Katie's father was dying of cancer. He served nine years in prison for fondling his friend's 12-year-old son and having child pornography on his computer. His ex-wife was disgusted that he would betray his daughter and take Jamerson's side. In August 2013, the bridge on Kemp Drive over Kellogg Creek was named Katie Memorial Drive. Wow, that is so messed up. If Roberto had proof that he was out of the country, I mean, for goodness sake, he was out of the country at the time of Katie's murder, you would think that would be enough to prove his innocence. But I'm glad in the end the charges were dropped because he obviously wasn't the murderer. Jamerson raped and strangled this poor girl. He is exactly where he needs to be. And for everyone out there who knew Katie, I'm very sorry for your loss. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of Murder Speaks. Hope you enjoyed it. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter. I have all my socials in the description notes. Please like and subscribe. Join me again on Murder Speaks. Thanks. Bye.